people what's up people i'm your host jay will and i would like to welcome you to inspire guys people where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose this is episode 215 god is building something new again oh i got some some sound coming through yo what up man how y'all feeling it's 2024 people you know what i'm saying i ain't really I ain't went live since forever. So we here. We back with a new episode. It's late if you up watching this live. And um we're gonna talk about God. Talk about God building something new. We're gonna actually like revisit this sermon that I spoke and wrote or whatever a couple years ago back in February 2022. Um so it was called God is Build Building Something New. That's why this episode is called God is Building Something New Again. Because uh, I want to revisit that, you know what I'm saying? Some ideas and some thoughts there um, that will comfort you in times of newness and transition, right? And I'm going to talk about New Year's resolutions and whether or not I rock with them, you know what I'm saying? Like, do I rock with them or not? If you listen to the show, you probably already know where I stand. And I'm interested to know if y'all rock with New Year's resolutions as well. And see how you're doing on them because, what, we a couple years, in, I mean, a couple days into the new year. And uh, hopefully y'all ain't gave up on your New Year's resolutions already. Uh, and we're going to talk about how to get started. You know what I mean? So this episode today is, as always, for people who are looking to find their purpose, walk in their purpose, get closer to the Lord in this crazy world. You feel what I'm saying? It's a wild, wild world out there. Uh, but I know that some people um, are focused on self-development and really trying to better themselves. You know what I'm saying? And get some real results in the in the world in your life today. Because look, in the world we live in, it's all kind of get rich quick schemes, and you know people promising you they could change overnight. I don't really rock or believe in all that. I believe in a process and building brick by brick and waking up every day trying to see what the Lord wants me to do that day. What can I change? What can I do better? Um, you know, overcoming victim mentality, laziness. All these things that tempt us all in some way, shape, or form in this world today. So this episode today, 215, yeah, you're going to grow. You know what I'm saying? You're going to grow. You're going to be inspired. You're going to be encouraged. And we're going to go to the Bible for some of these parts to like, you know what I'm saying? Like hear what the Lord has to say about this. Because look, let's be real. This is not always an easy time of year for everybody as you look or think about the new year and trying to get started and you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, everybody might look like they killing it and you might feel like you left behind. So this is about pulling everybody together. So if you enjoy um, or think you're going to enjoy it, uh, share, like, comment. Let me know how you feeling. Do you rock with New Year's resolutions? All those good things. And how you feel about, you know what I'm saying, 2024 so far. Like, it's a new year, fam. And y'all know me. I really rock with New Day. So um, let's jump right into this whole idea of whether or not um, do I rock with New Year's resolutions? You know what I'm saying? Tell me, do you rock with New Year's resolutions or not and why? You feel me? All right. So first things first, I don't. I'm not knocking New Year's resolutions, though. So this is not like to bash anybody that got all their New Year's resolutions written down or on the wall or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't here to hate on that. I think that there's a way for us all to do things. If you growing and you doing better and you self-development, getting closer to the Lord, however it works for you, you do that. I don't really do New Year's resolutions, all right? Um, and here's why. First and foremost, 
is because I believe in a new day mentality. So I'm a person that's big on mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like if I allow my mind to think a certain way, then like it could just take me in a different direction. So new year to me is like, uh, I don't know. I like to chop it up into smaller pieces. You know what I mean? And, and live life that way. So new day, new mercies. That's what the Bible say, you know, every single day. So in my mind, if I have a new day mentality, you know what I'm saying? Let's say I, I didn't get it right today. Let's say I, you know what I'm saying? I slipped up on some of my goals. Then I can have the mentality that tomorrow I get, okay, we get a fresh start. But also, uh, I don't want to wait. Let's say we in like April or May and I done fell off. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to wait till the next year to start having a new year mentality and always be thinking of my goals in 12 month increments. So for me, it just don't work like that. Like I have to be able to say like, yo, like day one, day two, month one, month two, quarter one. Like I like to look at it in the totality and then, yeah, we can look at the year, but I have more of a new day mindset. You know what I'm saying? Tell me how you feel about that. I don't know. Y'all might be mad at that. Uh, what's up, Brittany? How you feeling? Um, good to see you. Good to see you, sister. But that's just me. Again, I ain't hating on nobody that got a new year mentality. Um, the second thing is the new year feeling only lasts about two weeks. Let's just be real. Like, what are we? I don't know what it is. January 6th or something like that or 7th. Maybe it's the 7th. I think I think it's the 7th. So like at the end of the day, like in seven more days by next week, it ain't going to feel like new year no more. You feel me? Like the end of the year, I'm going I'm to be real. I don't know if y'all can relate to this or not. For me, the last week of the year and the first week of the year, those the weirdest two weeks on earth to me. Like, super weird. It, I don't, it feel like the end and the beginning at the same time. Like, Christmas is over. New Year is coming. Work is slow. Like, it's a weird time to me. Yeah, I might be, I might be on my own on that one, but it's a weird time. But my whole thing about New Year's resolutions, just rock with me, follow me on this. Let's say I got all these New Year's resolutions, New Year's resolutions. You know how people like, they say Happy New Year or whatever. Ain't you tired of hearing that already? It's year, it's day seven and you already kind of tired of hearing Happy New Year. That's how I feel about if I have a lot of New Year's resolutions. I really feel like I can only brand it that way in my mind for about two weeks. Like, it's no way in the world I could be in March talking about New Year's resolutions. So my whole thing, and again, you might be like, he tripping. I ain't even mad at you if you think I'm tripping because maybe I, my mind, I, I get too deep in my mind on certain things. So my thing is like this, like I'm a mindset driven person. So it's like, no, nah, that ain't how I want my mind to be programmed because once that wear off, like then I might fall off. So I'm thinking like, New Year resolution, really, after two weeks, you about done with that whole brand in your mind. Like, you can't even think like that no more. So you're going to have to find a way to rebrand it to keep going because, let's be real, this stuff is tough. Like, junk ain't easy, fam. Like, junk is not easy. Like, I don't know, to me anyway. Most popular times of the year, why not just live a good... See what I'm saying, Britt? That's how I feel. Like... I feel like, yo, let's have a new life, like new day, new, new, new grace, new mercy every single day. That's my mentality just because it's like, bro, like I'm OK. I'm not really into trends either. So I kind of feel like, you know, a lot of people are super trendy. The gym is packed. 
uh, I don't like to be a part of that kind of stuff. So again, I'm not knocking nobody who really rocks with New Year's resolutions because if it's working for you, it's working, fam. And I'm not here to change that. But for me, it's kind of like, uh, that's trendy. So here's the other thing I like to do, to be honest. I also like to get started. Like I start thinking about the new season of my life around October. October, I'm already like thinking like, okay, how has this year gone? What are the things that I need to change? Where do I need to grow? And I start doing that to like, again, get ahead of like, I don't want to be a part of the trend really because because I think that's that just wears off, right? So that's how I feel about that. Um, the other thing I would say, the last thing about uh, New Year's resolutions for me, to be honest, is like, that's just too much change at one time. Like, I'm going to be real with you. Like, trying to change like, uh, 10 things at the same time, like my mind just can't even process it. So I like to really focus on, you know, a couple things at a time. I'm one of those people that kind of feel like, bro, like I can't change the whole world and do 500 things and like at once I need to focus. Like, what am I doing right now? Oh, we working on this, this where we looking to grow. And I like to do that thing before I just jump into something else. So Again, that's a big thing for me as it relates to New Year's resolutions is like, I don't know, sometimes we throwing too much stuff on the list. It's like you trying to change five things and be real. When's the last time you ever changed one thing? Because change is tough. Like, you know, reprogramming your mind and trying to get yourself to think differently about something. That's that's pretty tough. You know what I'm saying? So for me, again, you know, if you feel different, it's all love. Tell me if you love New Year's resolutions or if you have a different approach to the new year and a new mindset and all those things. One thing is for sure, I do rock with new. I definitely of the mindset, am of the mindset that like change and growth is good, especially as it relates to our relationships with Christ. And I like to evaluate and observe and be introspective about like my progress. Like where am I, where am I slacking? You know what I'm saying? Cause it's always somewhere that I need to grow. Like, like, I don't like, I don't know. We live in this world where everybody try to act perfect and stuff like that. Like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't believe it. It's always somewhere that we need to grow. And the reality is I might have blind spots. You might have blind spots. So it might be somewhere that you need to grow that you don't even know yet. Right. So we need to be mindful of those type of things. The seasons of life is enough to focus on daily. I, I really that's kind of how I feel. That's really how I rock with it. So we in the same mindset, Brittany. Um, you know, like thinking about the seasons and day-to-day -day life in general, where we at in our relationship with God. Um, but again, all love to somebody who writes with New Year's resolutions. All right, look, here's the second thing. Let's jump into something else. Um, I want to talk a little bit about just getting started anyway, right? Because again, we seven days into the year. Some people might be get off to a sluggish start. If you off to a good start, then you feeling it like you feeling good and you're going to have to try to ask yourself, how do I keep this momentum to keep going? But if you a person that's struggling or like just like, where do I start? Like if we being real, sometimes you feel like that. You like, I want to change. Like, OK, I believe like I want to change, but you don't know where to start. And a lot of times it's because you may be overwhelmed with the idea of knowing that you have to change so many things. And again, that's why I like to kind of chop things down, do things in step-by-step -step processes, one thing at a time. So like, let's just say if I got three things I'm trying to change about myself, like I want to stop doing this, stop doing this, and start doing that, right? When you think about change, a lot of times it's really, what do I want to stop doing? 
and what do I want to start doing? As an example, somebody might want to stop smoking, right? Somebody might want to start working out. Somebody might want to start praying every day. You get what I'm saying? Somebody might want to stop cussing. So when you think about change, it's really about what do I want to start and what do I want to stop? But again, you can be overwhelmed if you got three things you will need to stop and two things you need to start. Trying to do five things at one time is just not realistic. So my advice is start where you are. Now, there's this concept like um, that I always think about, you know, you ever been in a mall or something? And I remember I was in the Mall of America, me and my wife, probably like we probably went there like nine, 10 years ago, maybe. We got, went to the Mall of America in Minnesota, whatever. At the time, it's like, all right, this mall is huge, whatever. I don't know how it is now. Um, but it was, it's a huge mall, right? It at least was or whatever. So we at this mall, and I was trying to look for lids, I think. I was looking for lids. And I'm like, how do I get there? And when you look at the directory in the in the mall, like it tells you, it shows you, it's usually like a star or something that says, you are here. Now, what's my point with this? A lot of times we try to figure out where we're going before we actually know where we are. And in order to, to get where you're going, you have to know where you are. You get what I'm saying? So in order for me to get to Leeds, I had to understand where I was um, in the mall so that I can get guided there. And so the thing I want to tell you today is like a lot of times we're trying to change things and we haven't even really self-assessed where we actually are. You feel me? And so you are here. <laughs> like you need to start where you are. When you're thinking about where do I start start in life? Do I start reading the Bible? Start praying? Do I stop cussing? Stop drinking? Whatever. You are here. So the first thing you need to do is you do need to understand. Take a self-assessment of like, all right, these are the five things I need to work on. And then look at those five things. Like if I was looking at the examples I just gave, I would start with prayer because that's you talking directly to God, right? Then I probably would go from prayer to reading his word because that is God talking directly to you. And then as you talk to God by praying and then God talks to you through his word, then you will start being guided and understanding, oh, okay, I need to stop talking like this. His word is going to like, it's going to guide you. And then you can take those steps one by one and allow yourself to go through the process. Again, I think one of the problems is that like we try to change ourselves in a snap overnight and we actually want everybody in the world to just become extremely better overnight. Like you're just going to go a complete 180. And look, man, that that's cool, but that's not reality. You feel me, Britt? Thank you. Thank you. Understand where you are to get where you're going, man. You really, you really, 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 really have to. Um, so, all right, that's that. You have to start where you are. And in this life, um, there's always going to be pressure. There's always going to be people that you compare yourself to and all those type of things. And my advice, man, is like, look, if you got to chill on social media or you might just have to kind of like be purposeful and intentional about social media. So maybe it ain't about you like not being on here at all, but maybe it's like, all right, these are the five pages I want to watch or listen to. These are the three podcasts. I'm going to tell you something in life. Everybody's an expert, right? So one thing that I've learned, and you might feel this and you might not. So I ain't telling you, you got to do it. But 
one thing that I learned from my life is like, let's say I'm reading a book on finances. I'll realize like, okay, Robert Kiyosaki has a strategy on finances. Dave Ramsey has a, a strategy on finances. They're totally different strategies. Uh, Warren Buffett has a strategy on finances. He focuses on stocks. Um, I might read somebody else that focuses on real estate. So one of the things that happens to us is that we're getting so much information. Like we just got like sensory overload of information in the world today. That sometimes you got to cut that stuff off, bro. Like sometimes you legitimately have to chill on like you can't watch every podcast. You can't consume all of the information because what's going to happen is you start getting conflicting messages and you got to make a decision on which route do I want to go. That is where I say you are here and you have to start where you are, but then you have to make a move. One thing in this life that I think a lot of people want, a lot of people want to just feel like, all right, somebody tell me what do I do? And sometimes it's like, no, my man believes go left. He believes go right. They both have found success and one and going left, one and going right. But you have to figure out what works for you. Where is God leading you? Because, you know, if you're Moses, you may be called to free your people. If you're Joshua, you may be called to lead your people into the promised land. You see how God like calls different people for different purposes. And a lot of times what we're doing in social media is we looking and saying, oh, OK, I see how God is using this person. That must be what God wants me to do. And it's like, no, God might want just them to do that. And he got something completely new, 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 everything. No, he got it. all. He got, got something new for you. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about this idea of God is building something new again. Because I do want you to understand that as we are in this life and we go through the ups and downs and in-betweens, that God don't just bless you one time. And we got to really understand that God might have took you, like freed you, delivered you from something six years ago. Like, okay, he can do it again. <laughs> God can literally do it again. We're going to go in his word and we're going to actually look at the idea of God building new things. Um, but there are some things that you have to do is my point. You have to make a move and you can't make a move sometimes when you're listening to too many people, too many people that believe too many different things. And now you don't even know where to start. You're like, well, what do I do? My man over here said stocks is the most important thing. My man over here says that real estate is the most important thing. This person says get term, get term life insurance. This person saying get whole life insurance. And who do you believe? This is in life where you are going to have to make a move for you. The beautiful thing about this life, I do want y'all to understand, is God gives us free will to use our gifts and talents and make decisions. Like God isn't just forcing you and he, you're not just a puppet and he's just forcing you to do everything. You have to make decisions and choices and you might delay them. You might try to, um, you know what I'm saying, resist them. And um, it's a word I'm looking for. Man, I can talk family. I can't talk, people. Dang, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for. But you know what I'm saying. Time to move on. Let me take a sip of my water first. Man. All right. So now we're going to jump into the word of God. We're going to talk about this idea of God building something new again. Let me kind of, let me say this to you first. You know what I'm saying, family? All right. So I don't know if y'all rock with HGTV or not, right? But 
Yeah, I'm, I like HGTV. Um, I like real estate. That's where my love for HGTV comes from. You know what I'm saying? I've like bought property, sold, whatever, whatever. Um, I'm not like a real estate mogul or nothing like that, but real estate is something that I've like dipped my toe in and continue to learn more and more about. So with that love of real estate comes a love for HGTV, right? Because let's just be honest, they do it right. They get it right with their shows a lot of times. So on HGTV, one of the shows I really like is Love It or List It, right? And Love It or List It is dope to me because it has two dynamics to it. It has, it's usually a husband and wife, and usually one of them, one person wants to stay in the existing house, but they want to remodel it. Okay, cool. Like you want not a new house, but you want new elements in the house. And then typically a person is just done with that. And they like, bro, I just want to go to a whole new crib. And so you have, you know, one person, one agent that is working with contractors to remodel the existing and refurbish the existing house um, or flip it, whatever you want to call it. And then another agent that is taking the couple out to show them something new. Now, I love this show because at the end of the show, they choose, do you want to love it, the existing crib, or do you want to list it, sell it, and go and get something new? All right? So we're going to dig into that. Let's see what single man, what up, fam? I know you proceeded with the topic, but one of the verses I live by my, my life by, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. Proverbs 19, 21. Thank you for sharing. You can never grow, go wrong, never grow wrong either with the word of God. I love that. Many plans in our heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel will stand. I think that's super important because, you know, as we think about New Year and uh, resolutions or goals or whatever, like I also believe strongly, like we need to see these things through the lens of God and the purpose he has for our lives. And that's why I think we have to like monitor the content. Again, everybody, you grown, you do what you do. I like to monitor and maybe filter what I'm watching, what I'm doing, because it's like, it's too much, man. I'm sorry. Like it's just too much information out there. People share stuff every day. I'm going to tell you what's crazy. And I'm going to get back to the point. I didn't forget where I was at with HGTV, by the way. So I've been on a social media kind of break for like about going on two months now, right? And people that I'm cool with, like my family, like I told people, like they know I'm not on social media. I'm on here like just with my podcast, but I'm not on social media. You feel what I'm saying? Like I deleted the apps off my phone or whatever. I upload them to whatever, make a video, do whatever. And then I get off of there. Just, like just for now, I ain't put no time on it or nothing. I just need to chill on all that. But what's crazy is I told like, like my brother, some of my friends, I'm like, bro, I'm not on there. And you know what's crazy? People still share videos and memes and stuff with me every single day. Like I have an inbox full of stuff that I refuse to look at. Cause I'm like, I told y'all I'm not on there. Even if you see me on there, I'm not really on there. My point is this. For me in this season of my life, um, I'm a, I'll, let me let me be transparent with y'all. One of the things like because it's about sharing, right? We talk about you know this ain't a New Year's resolution. I started this back in November, like just praying for clarity about the next steps in the next phase of my life, right? Like God has blessed me to grow in some areas, and you know like whatever, reach some of my previous goals. And I'm like, all right, now that I'm here, I need to reassess, like make sure that. I'm doing what God called me to do. I'm sure I got some blind spots or whatever. And during this time where I'm praying and seeking clarity, 
I can't really even jokes. Like I haven't been watching videos and jokes and stuff that people send every day. Cause I'm like, they probably don't understand it. They probably think, oh, this innocent, this a little joke. Cause it's, you know, my friends and people share stuff that's cool. We ain't really getting too deep into no wild stuff. But the, at the same time, it's still a distraction for me. So it's like, I'm praying for clarity. I, you can't be praying for clarity and then distract it. It don't, it, for me, it just can't work like that. I'm like, I'm asking God for clarity on some things. So I need to be mindful of everything that I'm consuming and taking in. And that's just one of those things that I mean when you when you talk about wanting the Lord's counsel. It's like I'm praying to God. I might have to hold off on everybody else, even if it's just a joke that my brother or my cousin or somebody think is funny. You feel what I'm saying? That's just what I'm on right now. Blessings. What up? What up? Thank you so much. Dusty. 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 I think I, I can remember the day I was trying to figure out how to say your name, but good to see you. Uh, single man, much love. Thanks. All right. Back to the point with HGTV. I did not lose my train of thought. So on this show, love it or list it, you have this concept going on where one person wants to remodel the existing thing and another person want a new crib. Like just give me the whole new house. Right. And I love this show because they always go through the, the new remodel home and then they make a decision. Do you want to love it or list it? Right. And I'm always intrigued. It's times that people choose to love it. And I'm like, I'm going to be real. I'm almost every single time I'm like, list it. I'm going to tell you a couple of reasons why. Number one, when they remodel the house, they never remodel the whole house. So they might remodel the kitchen and it look crazy in the master bedroom. And so you got a new kitchen and a new master bedroom but your basement's still ugly. You feel what I'm saying? I be peeping stuff. Like, I'll peep like, oh, they ain't redo the basement, fam. They ain't redo the living room. So those refurbished, remodeled cribs, like, again, I'm sure there's people out there remodeling homes at the best level. So take this example, like, within the context of what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing about, like, social media, some of my, like, especially when I do shorts, Oh my God, the comments I get in my YouTube shorts are like insane. I can't even read them all because people are just, people, ignorant, can I say that? Can I call y'all ignorant? Hold on, let me, <laughs> why are you calling the people ignorant, Jay? You about to, they about to stop listening. What's wrong with you, bro? Hold, take a sip of this water. I needed a break. I need a five second break before I say something crazy. Just say. Okay, I got you, I got you. Tracy, what up, what up? Um, all right. So now we're talking about God is building something new uh, again. You feel what I'm saying? So you call crazy folks crazy. Listen, bro. Like I get to calling people stuff, man. I got to watch myself on the internet because I get to talking crazy. Um, all right. So this idea of remodeling versus something new, right? Here's the crazy thing to me. Like when you remodel something, Sometimes you kind of holding on to stuff. So I be watching HGTV and I'm like, she kind of holding on to that crib. He kind of holding on to that crib and can't let go of some stuff. And I believe that in order for God a lot of times to do the new thing in your life, you got to allow him to tear down the existing thing. And so many of us, we want to remodel our existing self. Like, it's like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to completely change God. Like, I'm going to stop doing this, but I'm going to still do that because I kind of like that part. And what happens is God is like, no, nah, I'm trying to do everything new. And I see this so much with people 
with myself sometimes, with the people in my family and my life, I'm like, they can't let go. Like, it's something better that God got for them, but they can't let go of that old crib. They keep trying to remodel it instead of just listing it and moving on to something new, right? All right, so look, I'm going to read the word, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the word, then I'm going to come back to something. Oh, yeah, Brittany, YouTube. Oh, my gosh. YouTube comments are like, they disrespectful. I'm going to just keep it all the way 100 with you. YouTube YouTube comments is, is disrespectful. Half new don't even sound right. I feel that. All right, so let's go to the word. I want to read uh, Isaiah 43 real quick, um, like five verses, and then I'm going to come back and make a couple other points about this. But I think it's important to actually look in the word. Now, now I want you to understand what we're about to look at, Isaiah 43. Um, I think Isaiah 43 and 44 are called the prophecies of comfort. So this is Isaiah um, really prophesying um, about um, how not just that this is all right it's not just like okay y'all gonna go in exile but this is now he's prophesying prophecies of comfort about how god is going to deliver you from something in the future right talking to israel so again when i look at stuff like this i think it's important to understand exactly what's happening you know what i'm saying so that we not like taking a word and twisting it and trying to make it mean something weird it's like i like to look at exactly what's happening and then understand what God is saying to them and the principles of God. So we're going to look at what God is saying in the word, and then we're going to try to look at the principles of God and see how it can apply to our lives. You feel what I'm saying? So we're going to go to Isaiah 43, and we're going to look at this where, where God is talking about doing something new. And I'm telling you, this, this is going to be life-changing, fam. I'm just going to keep it 100 with you. This is going to be life-changing. This stuff like this, I love this. Like, I'm talking about, I love the word of God. All right, can y'all can y'all see my screen? Yeah, y'all see the screen. All right, so the Lord's promise of victory. This is Isaiah 43, verses 15 is really where I'm going to, I started uh, 14 um, in the New Living Translation. So let's see what it says. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel for your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. OK, so he's talking about how he's going to free them uh, once they are held captive. Right. So it's kind of a prophecy of comfort because it's like, all right, I'm telling you how I'm going. I'm going to deliver you from it. Like you might go through these ups and downs. This is going to happen, but you're going to be freed and delivered. Right. So verse 15, this is really God just saying who he is, like he's him. I know people like to say they, I, I'm him. I don't really, I don't know. That's, I don't know, man. People just say stuff. Maybe if I was hooping right now, I would say that. I doubt it, but people be saying I'm him. Like, that's weird. Um, I'm the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. All right. That's just God telling you he God, right? I'm the Lord. All right. Who, who opened a way through the waters? making a dry path through the sea, right? So this is God now telling the people of Israel through this prophecy, like, yo, like, I'm him. I'm the one that did this for Moses. And like, I did this, right? So I'm the Lord who opened the way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. 17, I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all of its chariots and horses, I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. All right. Oh, God. Wow, God. 
Is that how you feeling? God said, forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. All right, hold on. I got to stop sharing real quick. I got to stop sharing real quick. We got to take a quick moment to understand what just happened. God is so dope to me. He reminded you of like all this dope stuff he did. Like, yeah, I did that. I'm him. And then told you, forget it. Ain't this a tricky thing? Life is so interesting to me. It's so detailed and nuanced when you get beneath the surface. I always say nuanced. Somebody pointed that out. Um, God is like on one hand reminding you that he's him. Cause So that must mean he wants you to know. He wants you to like, yeah, be mindful that I'm him. And then figuratively kind of telling you, but forget all that. Why would God want you to forget what he did? All right, let's go back to the word of God to understand why you want me to forget, God. You the one told me to remember. He said in 18, it is nothing compared to what I am going to do. Ah, 19, here we go. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The animals in the field will thank me, the jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. That's wild. A river in the desert, fam? Yes, I will make rivers in the dry land so my chosen people can be re Refreshed. All right, cool. Now let's dig into this a little bit. Let's dig into this a little bit. In Isaiah 43, God has given this prophecy of comfort to the children of Israel. And here's a couple things that we just learned. God is him. He, he reminded you like I'm him. Then he telling you why he's him. Like these are all the things I did to be him. Then he tells you forget all that. Like, yeah, I did some dope stuff, but forget that. Because that stuff ain't going to compare to what I'm about to do because I'm about to do something new. Then God goes and tells them these things he's going to do new. And one of those things is he's going to put a river in the desert. Like, see, I don't know. It'd be certain. It's certain lines in the Bible where God really be having bars. Like, and we skip over it. Rivers in the desert is wild. You feel what I'm saying? But I love where he ended it. And it was because he said so that his people can be refreshed. So when I look at the characteristics of God and talking to the children of Israel and how can these principles relate to me today as I'm trying to ask God for clarity and we are in a new year and we saying we want everything new, new mindset, new faith, new this, like, all right, now we look at this and what do I say? First of all, in my own life, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I can look and say, all right, God, you did this. Let me take a sip of this water. You get, you did this, God, you did that, you did that. Yeah. So you are him in my life. Can you like, let's take a moment. Like, let's just take, you feel me? You feel me, Britt? Like, let's just take 10 seconds real quick and really think about, I'm, I really want you to think about your own life. And like, tell me, is God him? Like, is he him in your life? And I'm not just telling you to say it just to say it. I'm saying, really think about, like, has God done anything? In you? I really want to know, has God done anything in your life? 
Like at any point in your life, has there been something that God did, no matter how small or how big, that you was like, I know that was God. I feel like that doesn't happen for most of us. You can't give coincidence credit for Christ. Like sometimes we give coincidence, like, oh, that's a coincidence. No, I'm talking about like God really be doing stuff. Trust and believe in him. Let go of the old so I can bless you with this new. Yes, that's it. Shalandra, thank you for watching. For sure, I'd have nothing I have now without him. No one can convince me that God isn't real. That's right. So that's the first thing when I look at this scripture in Isaiah 43 and 15 through 20, and I look at my own life, I'm like, is God him? Yes, he's him. I have so many examples. I'm not even going to start talking. I got so many examples of God literally showing himself in my life, blessing me, opening doors, God's favor. Have you ever experienced the favor of God? The favor of God is wild because a lot of times this is when God causes someone else to bless you or open the door or create an opportunity. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if they really even realize what's happening. You get what I'm saying? Like God, God is, God is, man, I love it. I had an appointment that was scheduled three months from now. He opened the door and I got it two days later. I love that. Cornelius, what's up, bro? Scheduled three months from now. You got it two days later. That's what I'm saying. So God is him. So we can all, at least a few of us have, have openly, publicly said it. God is him in our life. All right. Now imagine if God tells you. Let me say this before I say this. No, I'm going to say it. Then I'm going to explain it. Imagine if God tell, tells you, yes, I'm him. I did all those things in your life. But forget all that because I'm about to do something new. And what I'm about to do now, the old stuff won't even compare to it. I'm about to put a river in a desert. Now, like, wow. I'm about to put a river. Like, you got to understand. I'm about to bless you somewhere that's desolate, that don't even seem like it should belong there. A river in a desert is wild. Like a river in a desert? God, like, I don't know. It's scriptures like that. Like, I can't just, even for sake of social media, stuff, I can't just go past, like, I... I'm sorry, I can't just go past that because I got to think about my life. Like, you got to say, like, look at your own life. We're, come on, we are. I'm saying take off the mask for social media. I know you cute. I know you fly, bro. Like, I know, ladies, I know, okay, you got your hair done. I don't know what you're doing. Whatever. Y'all all fly. Y'all all killing it, right? But let's take off these masks right quick. We all got some dry places in our life. We all got some deserts in our life, whether it's in our mind, whether it's our doubt in our faith, whether it's you know, slipping in our walk, whether it's um, trouble in our marriage, troubles beefing our family, um, lost loved ones. We all got some deserts and some dry places, man. And like, for me, it's like, I'm going to be real. I'm trying, like, I really be on social media looking for the real people. Can I be real with y'all? Like, I really be on here looking like, where the real people at? Like, I, I don't really want to talk to avatars. Like, because all of the avatars cute. 
all of the avatars, the background, the picture. Like, I be really looking for the real people. I, I know y'all out here. I know y'all on here now. The people who watching this, I know y'all real. And I appreciate y'all for rocking with the show because y'all encourage me. You know what I'm saying? Coincidence can't take credit for... You feel me, Brit? And so my whole thing is like, we all got some dry places in our life. If we stop all this fronting... Like, I don't know, I ain't really, I don't know, man, social media be having people, it's like, everybody's so fake, everybody trying to front, and I ain't saying y'all fake, I'm just saying generally, right, and so it's like, we can't even be real about the fact, like, bro, I got some desolate places, like, I hit up my boy Lavelle a couple weeks ago, it was something in the Bible I was struggling with, or not a couple weeks, a couple days ago, and we were kicking it, and it was just like, we got off the phone, it's like, dog, like, I appreciate, I appreciate a friendship where I could hit somebody up on something real that I'm struggling with and like we could talk through it. And I'm just telling us, like, I'm just saying, like, we got some dry places in our life and God can bless you in those dry places. He can throw a whole river in a dry place, but you have to accept him. You got to hear his word. Now, this is the part that a lot of times when we hear certain messages like this, what we what we do is people are selling them to us as like some fake get get faith quick scheme. God can do it. like I ain't selling you no 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 fake stuff. Like what I'm saying is like there there is a work. Like faith without works is dead. Just like I said earlier, you gotta make a move. Accepting Christ is a move. Accepting your calling is a move. Accepting your purpose is a move. Walking in your purpose is a move. Changing the behavior is a move. Looking in the mirror and saying, I need to stop doing this. Repenting, it's a move. Like, And what I'm saying is that if we do these things that God is calling us to do in his word, he can put a river in a desert. Like God can build something new again. All right, let me see what y'all saying over here. Jen, what up? Speak to the dry bone. You feel what I'm saying? What up, Jen? Coming in here dropping bars. All right, so now I want to talk a little more in depth. I, I just want to talk like practically about some of, you know, what we talked about a little bit today. And I got one more example. I am example, man, for the people who listen to this show. I got, I literally have examples for days. I could pull examples out of my back pocket. I don't know why I can do that, but I can. All right, so um, let's see. What maybe 10 wow 10 11 years 10 years ago now right 2013 wow uh 11 years i guess um man we we were building our first house right and so and i've told this story on the show before before we were a video so if you've been on an audio show you heard this story but we were building our first crib and at the time for us i'm like i know y'all probably all build houses every other day now but like for me that was a big deal like coming from where I come from, grow, building our credit, saving money, doing everything, me and my wife. like So we were building our, our new house. So we moved in this new house and whatever it may be. And I remember finding out what it used to be. Woo! Because let's be real. Sometimes when we get new stuff, we don't really ask what it used to be. So like, you know, because I'm like, all right, they building 200 houses on this land. What did this used to be? And I found out that it used to be a school. And I was like, okay, I started thinking through it. I'm like, this is interesting. This whole property where they came and built 200 houses, it used to be a school. Now think about this. I know it might've been a good school. 
I'm, I'm sure the teachers were blessed. Like, God bless you. I hope that, you know, like, I hope they got better jobs, a new job, new opportunity, got put in a better school, whatever it may be. Like, I'm sure that the janitor was good. Maybe the, maybe the basketball team was good. The, the cheerleaders, they were the best. Whatever it may be, right? It could have been a good school. But it had to get towed down. So I can get a new house. All right, I, I, I look. I know that don't that don't sound fair yet, but I but I'm gonna make it make sense. Sometimes we can hold on to one thing so long because it's good that we can't get to God. You have to let go of good to get to God. And some of us are looking at a good thing that's good in 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 our natural eyes as a human being and. In the natural realm, we're looking like this is too good to let go. But God is saying, if you let that go, I'm going to build something new in this place. All right. Now, take this. Um, don't be taking this and trying to apply it like go get a divorce or something. I ain't talking about that. I mean, I'm about to let my wife and kid. No, I ain't telling you to do that, fam. Don't put that on me. Um, yes, let go of good to get to God. Got to make room to receive more. All right. Y'all feeling me? But it's something else to it, y'all. Ah, oh, I got to sip my water before I say this. This is so amazing to me. The other part is when the school was there, oh, man, it was just one address, which means I'm sure they had one water bill. That means they, the mailman had one address to deliver the mail to. It was just the school. When they tore the school down, they built 200 and something houses right there. That means that it was 200 addresses now. So now the mailman had more work. Maybe they maybe they put a new mailman there to, to help with, with all the new work. It was the gas company got 200 more residents with, you know, 200 gas bills. The internet companies had 200 new internet customers. Um, the lawn companies... Uh, I'm, I'm sure the, the home improvement stores was selling stuff. What's crazy is when God builds something new, he don't just put the same thing back there. Like God will put something when you get good new from God, I'm talking about from God, like in his will, in his purpose. I ain't talking about like, oh, you, you want God to bless you with something that you ain't supposed to have. I'm talking about when you get new from God, oh, it could it new comes with other new stuff. Like, oh, we got uh, new addresses, new phone numbers, new that like it's like new don't just come with a replacement, it comes with a bunch of new stuff. This is wild. So when I think about God and what he did for the people of Israel. The last scripture in there, in verse 20, it says why he did it. Abundance. I love that. God said he did it to refresh his people. <laughs> now, why would you need to be refreshed? Because you got dry places in your life. And so the first thing I want to tell you, man, it's okay if you have dry spots in your life and you're not always feeling your best or doing your best and you human, right? But it's not okay to stay there. So I get it. I feel you. We not here to judge you. We all have our ups and downs. I'm human just like you. Please don't put me on a pedestal. Please don't think because I'm on 
your screen on the internet that I am like floating away when I leave here like, oh, I'll float, I'll float Nah, bro, I'm human. I ain't never trying to tell nobody otherwise. Like I'm a human being. And so God wants to refresh us. God wants to give us what we need to be made new. But in order to receive what God has for us, we have to let him tear down the old thing. Now, tearing something down feels bad a lot of times. But that's just because you don't know what's coming new. You feel what I'm saying? And then here's the best part. When God rebuilds, he makes himself the cornerstone. Now you're built on a more solid foundation. See, a lot of times we're holding on to something, just like those houses on HGTV, people be holding on to houses that got bad foundations, the roof bad. Like It's just like all kind of stuff. But Jesus is our cornerstone. And that's the first stone. And like the first stone in building really sets the stage for the foundation. You feel what I'm saying? Don't worry. Didn't think that for a second. Okay, much love. So look, here's the thing, guys. I hope you enjoyed this content today. Um, look, we got to start where we are. Whether you have New Year's resolutions or New Day resolutions or you just in a new season with God, it doesn't matter. What really matters is that we allow, allow God, Jesus Christ, to build new things in our lives. We all need new, man. Like, it's some area of life. And I'm telling you, don't, like, don't think you're too good for new. You feel what I'm saying? Like, sometimes we can be self-righteous and think, oh, I got my stuff together. He ain't talking to me. This ain't for me. All right. All right, buddy. I'm sure there's something that you're missing. We all have blind spots. Like I always say, look out, look in the mirror before you look out the window. A lot of times we look and we say, oh, this person needs this. I'm going to get it. No, what do you need God to renew in your life? And if you're that person that's been walking in doubt or you've been feeling like I'm not sure that God can do it, just remember what he did. It's like, this is what's crazy. You got to remember what God did and then he wants you to forget it because whatever he's about to do is about to supersede that. And I'm telling y'all, man, like, I've lived it. You feel what I'm saying? And I know I know a lot of y'all have as well. Thanks, Jen. Um, I know a lot of y'all have lived this out as well, where, like, where you've seen the hand of God work. And so I'll tell you, man, like, I've been doing this podcast five years now, right? I always tell people, if you haven't gone and checked out the early episodes, episode one, two, go on Apple, Apple Podcasts and type Inspire God's People um, and go listen to those beginning episodes. I always tell people to go back to 2020 because it's like, yeah, hold me accountable. Listen to how I was talking during the pandemic. I always talk about this because I'm like, yeah, like a lot of people flip flop a lot. But it's like, what, do, what are they saying when it's the toughest time? Right. And what we were saying during the pandemic was don't leave the pandemic empty handed. Trust in the Lord. Keep God first. Unified. Like united by faith. I talked about being unified as the body of Christ when we were in a world that was constantly trying to divide us based on our race and all the our politics and things. I constantly was preaching, be unified in Christ, right? And the thing about it though is when you when you really look back, when I look back over the last four years, like I saw God 
I saw God like literally meet me in those spaces and bless me in those spaces, right? Um, in my job, in my life, just period. And and I know he's done a lot for, for you as well. And so what I'm saying though is like in this next season of your life, God is like, oh yeah, I did that. That ain't even... That ain't even, and we're not talking like material stuff. You gotta, you gotta really feel where I'm coming from. This ain't about like, this ain't like just material stuff. I'm not saying God can't bless you and put you in position for material things or opportunities, your job, money, whatever it is. He does that as well. But I'm talking about really growing spiritually, really becoming, growing in our character, integrity, honor, respect, dignity. These are things that people don't talk about that much anymore. Um, because we live in a world, especially when you think about like relationships and stuff, like I just got to be honest with y'all before I get out of here. The way people talk about relationships and stuff is so wild to me. Everybody like, what you bring into the table, what they bring into the table. I'm a, a high value man. And then like, I heard some new term I never heard. I'm sorry. I just, I really be in my own world. I don't always hear all these new terms. I heard something called soft life yesterday where somebody was telling me that soft life, I guess, is like women who like basically like, oh, I ain't doing nothing, but I'm going to like get a man to like do all these luxurious, luxurious things. Like, I mean, that's cool if you marry like I'm, I'm but I'm talking about like people who like this is this is their perspective on like being single and getting in a relate. Like, yeah, I don't I don't understand that, bro. Like all that, what you bring to the table, all that, that's cool. Life changes. You get married, you go through ups and downs. Like you might bring everything to the table on day one and then in, in year 10 might lose everything and need that other person to, to carry some weight. And like, do, like marriage ain't like, it's not just like however you come into the marriage at day one, that's how you're going to always be. You might have muscles in day one and in year 15, who knows, maybe you got out of shape. Like, and, and so all these super, this superficial way of thinking, whether it's how we think about our own lives or think about other people's lives, I just ultimately think it's somewhat dangerous. I think it's not ideal because I don't think it's the way God wants us thinking. I don't think God wants us thinking about the the sanct the the sanctifi the what am I? <laughs> I can talk, people. I promise I can talk. I don't think God wants us thinking about marriage, something as sacred as marriage through the lens of like, oh, what? Because I got a good job and make a lot of money or something. You you better than somebody, bro. Like, I get it on some like on some levels. I understand it. Don't get me wrong. Like you want to have a standard for the type of person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. But the standard has to be something of substance. It can't just be all of these superficial things because superficial things come and go in life fam like the lord give it the lord take it away like things come and go you can have a great job today and not have it tomorrow you can be making all the money today and lose it all like so you need something in a marriage that can sustain through the ups and downs sustain the rainy days as well as the sunshine but a lot of people that i hear talking about relationships now they make all of the decisions on the front end based on sunshine and then you have even some people that are saying that they don't want to be married. They don't. And it and it's for superficial reasons, though. I ain't here to judge you. I'm just trying to provide a different perspective from a Christian standpoint of like, 
I would just maybe urge you to read God's word and see what his purpose for your life is and kind of see it beyond money and success. Because if the value of a man or a woman is limited to their success in the world, then tell me why are most of the billionaires divorced? That's a stinger. <clears throat> Time to clock out, buddy. See, this is where I start talking too real. I might have to get it. Let me see what y'all saying. Crazy out here in the dating world. Be thankful. Oh, man. Praise God. I'm praying for you, bro. Just off the name, a single man alone. I got to pray for you. God goes back to what you said. Goes back to what you said. We're living in a fake reality. We really are. And so my, my whole thing is like, you know, these billionaires can't stay married, bro. <laughs> like successful people in Hollywood can't keep a relationship. Like they can't. They got all the other stuff y'all want. Like everything. They got it. Oh, they got it. But they don't got a good marriage. They don't have they don't have the things that God called us to. Like, I mean, that's one of the first things that happened with Adam. Like, all right, here go here go a chick. Here go your girl, bruh. I'm sorry, I'm I'm talking slang on y'all. Y'all might be like, a chick, oh my God. I'm from Seven Mile, fam. The dating world is just scary. Most people are not in relationships for love anymore. Yeah, and see, that's what I'm... Look, that's the scary part, man, is like... And I'm just going to be real, like... People are really feeling themselves. And what 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 will scare me about that is, you know, the Bible says pride comes before a fall. So let's just say you out here, my man, you killing it, right? Like you killing the game, you successful, you making money, you in shape, all of those things. Um, you can't, you don't want to view yourself through the lens of just that. And you don't want to make all your decisions in life through the lens of just that. Because life, it really has ups and downs. And when you get married, anybody that get married, you're going to have certain issues. There are going to be decisions that you got to make. I mean, it's all kind of things that comes up in life. And when you're really living life with somebody, if we being real, material stuff don't even be mattering when real stuff is happening. Like when real life happens, like when you have to tend to a family member or whatever, you know, I... Unfortunately, I've probably been a. I had two funerals in my family in the last uh, in December, I think November or December. I think in December I went to two funerals, two di two days in a row, right? Um, cousin on one side, uncle on another, and like you, when you go to funerals and stuff, and you see like you like, dang, that was my cousin. I remember, like. I just remember, you know, he was a little older than me, but it's like, bro, like I got memories, I got thoughts, whatever. You realize like what really matters in life. Like, do it matter if you drove a Porsche to the funeral or not? Like, he in the casket though. You get what I'm saying? So like, things start being put in perspective in life and all that fake, all that success ain't going to sustain real life anyway. I'm not saying it don't matter. Like, Hear what I'm saying, because sometimes, especially in the social media age, we hear something on the surface and we never peel back the layers and dig into like what's being said. I'm not saying you should be out here not trying to be successful or, you know, if you single and a guy, don't work out, be a loser, don't. Not cool. No, like do all that. That's cool. But you got to do things with humility. You got to do things with perspective and understanding. 
that it's even God allowing you to be healthy enough to get in shape, right? Like it's it's by the grace of God that you're healthy enough um, to be in position to do that. Because so many people ain't. So many people got ailments and handicaps and things that birth defects, different things. Like it's all kind of things that happen to people in life. And I just feel like arrogance and pride, it ain't never a good formula for being a good person in the long run. Being fully yourself, it ain't never, it's never really it. You get what I'm saying? And so I just think that so many people have become look based on looking at themselves and how are you going to please me in a in a relationship? What can you do for me to stand up to my level? And it's like, bro, like that's not reality. Like that ain't really reality. Cuz you could be working, she could be taking care of kids. Like, you know, you could be working, he can be cooking or doing whatever. Like, he could be redoing the whole basement at home with his hands. Like it's about working together for this, for marriage, for this thing. Not I'm I'm something, you something. How do you no like you gotta see it in, in in the realm of like this thing, this is for God. And then like you want it to be able to sustain when things get tough. I ho hopefully that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Jen. I appreciate it. Um and that may be true. People people probably don't read the Bible. The best things can't be in life can't be bought with money. Completely agree. And so I'm gonna say this before I get out of here. Like, um, you know, I love episodes like this because I get to like talk about the find foundational things. Like, you know, this is a faith and business podcast, right? So a lot of times I talk about finances and success and growth. And I always love to go back to the word because for people who didn't listen to this podcast in the beginning, you you might hear a, a clip, a short on YouTube that's 10 seconds and you could like think I'm saying something that I'm not saying like, or you could take it. And I love like getting grounded. My preference would be, I'm going to just be real with y'all. My preference would be if, if thousands of people watch the full episode, but the reality of it is they don't. You know what thousands of people watch? The shorts. They do. Thousands of people will watch 10 seconds of me saying something or 30 seconds or a minute. You get what I'm saying? And so I don't love that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, okay, I share the content. Sometimes I share things on purpose to um, sound polarizing or be conflicting because my goal would be to point you back to the actual full context of what I'm saying because that's the only way we're going to change anyway. But we live in such a fast microwave society. People want to watch 30 seconds and jump to conclusions. Um, and there's th times that I talk about money and things. I talk about money and things like that openly because I come from poverty. And I think one of the ways that people stay and remain in poverty is because they are afraid to talk about things like money. And even before I get out of here, I'm going to give you an example, right? Uh, let me just look for something. Because the Bible is actually what made me comfortable talking about money. Like... I wasn't always super comfortable um, talking about money because you could feel like, oh, it sound a certain type of way and people going to think you this or that. Like, no, nah. but then I like, you know, you read through the Bible and I'm like, man, like the Bible really, really. OK, let's just I just found a scripture, Proverbs 10. I just was trying to find anything just to show a quick example. 
before I jump out of here. But in Proverbs 10, let's see verse 2. So I like this. Um, Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. That's dope. Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. Um, verse four, lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. I mean, even if we just go back to two, tainted wealth has no lasting value and lazy people are poor, hard workers get rich. Like, Again, this is the Bible talking about finances, talking about wealth from different perspectives, from the perspective of, yo, tainted, tainted wealth has no value, right? But then hard workers do get rich, though. Lazy people do get, are soon poor. So, excuse me, you got to understand these things. We got to understand these things through all the layers of it, like, yeah, you got to understand money from the biblical perspective. Like you could be a person that don't want to talk about money, but the Bible literally says that hard workers will get rich and lazy people are soon poor. So like that's the same, that's in the same Bible. Like if we go back to it's the same Bible that say all the other stuff. You feel what I'm saying? So I appreciate y'all, man, for checking out today's show. This is episode 215. Um, I am back this Friday with Selena Deal, who's a Christian therapist, and we're going to be talking about um, resting. We're going to be talking about the value of resting and um, some of the challenges of resting. And again, she's a mental health professional who is also a Christian. Um, check out Taste and See Good Therapy, goodtherapy.com. I can talk. Taste and See Good Therapy.com. She's been on the show before. Uh, we've talked a little bit about her background and stuff, but we're going to dig into specifically this topic, uh, which is really uh, centered around a blog series that she wrote around rest on tasteandseegoodtherapy.com. I'm so excited to have her on this Friday, I believe at about 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, and we're going to we're going to have we're going to kick it. And again, I'm going to get back into some interviews and things um, moving forward this year. Uh, but look, I'm working through. um Look, I, man, the last four years, God has been good. I've, I've done, this is my fourth job in, in the last four years, I think. Um, so just kind of growing in my corporate role, I'm leading a, a new business now, um, as the director and, you know, large business, new partnership, um, a lot of responsibility. And I really try to prioritize the things that I'm doing. Um, cause I also think God called me to that because that helps me and grow as a leader. The, the more that I've grown as a leader in corporate America, and it gives me these experiences working on big brands and working in business. Again, this is a faith in business podcast. Um, so the more that I grow um, and have taken on, you know, I've managed the last job I had, I was managing a hundred and fifty million dollar portfolio. Um, this job is um, about fifty million, fifty million dollars, um, give or take portfolio, but in a larger job, you know, as the director. So different kind of role. Um, versus the senior sales manager in my last job. And so as God has kind of opened doors and allowed me to grow in corporate America and grow as a leader, it also gives me the opportunity to use biblical leadership 
skills and principles um, and showcase that um, just in principle in my job and actually be the leader that I believe God has called me to be, right? Because sometimes we try to act like experts without experience. And one of the things I really thank God for is allowing me the opportunities and different roles and responsibilities in life to actually to be able to gain credible experience um, in the things that I talk about on this podcast, even though I don't spend a lot of time getting super personal or telling y'all everything I do. Um, those are some of the things that have been happening. So a lot of travel. My last job, I traveled a lot. I don't know what travel is going to look like in this job. I don't think it's going to be as crazy as my last job. So I may get more podcast episodes in. That was the whole point of me going through this whole uh, story. It was just the fact that, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting back into being somewhat more consistent with the interviews and things as I can. But at the same time, I'm living life, man. And I'm trying to live life. I'm a husband. I'm a brother, an uncle. I had my niece birthday party was today. Got another niece birthday party next week. I got... It's stuff that happens, and one thing I decided is that I'm not going to become consumed with trying to be successful in the social media world or in, with anything um, by sacrificing my real life. Like, I, I'm living a real life, you know what I'm saying, outside of this, good days, bad days. Um, I do some cool things. I make some mistakes. I learn. Like, so I live a real life, and, and one thing is, like, I don't, I really am not here on social media to try to act like something that I'm not. I'm really not. I'm here to share things, to learn about you, to grow. Like that's why I love the comments and the, the people who um engage there. I really appreciate y'all. Y'all, it's refreshing and a blessing to me um to be able to kick it with y'all and to be encouraged that like it's a remnant out there. It's other people that's real and they not superficial. They actual human beings, you know? Because again, sometimes you can get discouraged. Like, I'm just being real. Sometimes I'm like, man, I don't, I don't really have to do this. Like, I don't, like, I have a real life. Like, and I, I don't mean this. I don't, I got, you got to be careful how you say stuff. I don't mean this in like an arrogant way. I mean it in a way of like, you ever just question, do I need this in my life? Like, social media, all these opinions, all like, I don't really need it. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do what I feel is, God is calling me to in purpose would inspire God's people. And that's why I don't f focus on being viral. I focus on being vital. And so many people want to go viral. I just want to be vital. I want to I want to give real resources to believers, to Christians out there who are looking for encouragement and inspiration to find their purpose. And I hope that hidden in these episodes are gems and a treasure um, and riches um, that can actually help you in your real life, like for real, not like just to get a like or a share or a comment, like, but like, I, I actually believe in, in this stuff. That's why I always say, go back to the early episodes. Like I really believe it's life changing. It, this stuff changed my life. You feel what I'm saying? So let's see what y'all saying before I get out of here. Thank you for sharing your time. Your perspectives are always refreshing. Happy new year. Happy new year, Jen. Good to see you and hear from you, sister. Thank you so much for that. Really out here inspiring us. This is needed. Thanks. Oh, man, Brittany, I appreciate you as well. Congratulations to you, your husband, the new baby that came into y'all family um, last year. Um, much love to y'all on that. Thank you for that word. I know you're speaking to us, but God's saying something to you. And yes, he is. Thank you so much. Much love. I'm going to get your... I ain't going to say it. I, I know it's D-I-S-A-Y, I think is how you say it. Thank you so much. I... I'm going to get it right for real. Like, I'm going to really get it right where I can say it confidently. 
acting like experts without experience. You feel what I'm saying? Focus on being vital, not viral. That's all it's about. Look, because when we do those things at the end of the day, we really end up in purpose and where God wants us. And then we don't have to be fake. You feel what I'm saying? No problem. Thank you, Britt. Like my thing is like, you know, to be successful, you don't have to be fake. To be in purpose, you don't have to be fake. And God can grow you without all the extra sauce. A lot of the extra stuff is just extra. It's just, it's just fake. It's not real. Even you look at Hollywood and celebrities, like it's such a, it's so much fakeness that goes on there. I'm not even going to talk about the stuff that's trending. I don't even want to, like, I don't even waste most of my time trying to follow the things that people follow in Hollywood. It's not real. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm really, I'm really about real life. Like real life. And that don't that don't make me better. I, I'm not I'm literally just saying this is what I'm about. Like I'm about real life. I'm trying to connect with real people in a real way. I'm not really here just to try to like be famous. Not really my vibe. Not really that interested. Like I said, if I'm being real with y'all, my most popular videos on YouTube literally get all the ignorant comments. Like literally the most ignorant comments I get are the videos with the most views. And so it's like, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes like, bro, I'm like, man, I appreciate a video with 30 views and 30 comments. And the comments is like, you know, real people having real conversation versus a video with 5,000 views. And like, it's like 50 weird comments. And it's just like, who are these people? I don't even know these people. It's like, that's the weird thing about the more viral you get. I had this post. I think in 2021 or 22, 2022, and it got like 150,000 shares the last time I checked on Facebook, probably more than that now. And honestly, the bigger the post got, I realized it had nothing to do with me. People were literally cussing me out. And all it was about was it said something like one year stimulus check, the next year inflation. That was the post. And people cussed me out. As if inflation like wasn't real and here we are two years later and still talking about inflation. But I was like, bro, this is weird. Like, this is my post. I I typed this from my phone. It's hundreds of thousands of people on here upset, cussing. Every, I'm like, how can something that I type from my phone <laughs> make you that mad? I... I don't want to allow nobody to have that much power over my life where you can type something about inflation on your phone and I can literally cuss you out. I, it's just weird. So I'm just saying that even as we chase fame and attention, you got to be careful because life gets weirder. Like the more people that know you, it gets it's weirder. The more people that and it's like, are they because what I'm saying is like, are they following you and knowing you for the right reasons? And I would rather me, reach 100 people deeply than to meet reach a million people in a shallow fashion. And that's really what I'm what I'm saying when I say I'm not trying to go viral, I'm trying to go vital. It is like I would rather be vital to a smaller group of people's life than to mean nothing to a million people and nothing just like I'm just a, a talking head on a, a podcast on YouTube. So anyway, man, thank y'all. Much love. I appreciate y'all watching the show. Please do share the show. Stay connected. 
Check out Inspire Guys People on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not subscribed on YouTube, subscribe to at Inspire Guys People. Like I said, I do these longer episodes, but then you're going to see we're going to chop up different um, parts of this for daily inspiration because you might have been in and out. You might have missed a little bit of it. Maybe you caught the whole thing um, and just want some daily inspiration reminders or some short clips to send to your friends and family to inspire and encourage them to go after their purpose in Christ. This has been an amazing, amazing, amazing day. And I'm grateful for you. New year, new life, new vision, new purpose. God is building something new again. Then he could do it again and again after that. All right. Much love. God bless y'all. Love y'all. Have an amazing, amazing